Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everybody. You know, this is going to be a special presentation, a bonus, if you will, uh, on Plugged In, a Nashville soccer podcast. I'm your co-host, Drake Hills. Nick Gray is not in the building, but we have a legend. We have an OG, but also we have now an analyst for Fox Sports 1 who will be covering uh, the Nashville SC Austin FC match at Nissan Stadium. Kobe Jones. He's in the building. Welcome to Plugged In National Soccer Podcast. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm actually uh, pleased and honored to be here. <laughs> oh, no, the honor is all mine. Now, obviously, going back to the beginning of MLS and knowing someone and talking with someone who has seen the league from start to present. Uh, and, of course, we'll be talking about expansion. So for, for someone to to have been a part of MLS and the and gone through that, uh, and its original clubs and playing in that in that league, and now to see the league to where it is now, and seeing teams that are both new in their years going up against each other, I'm looking forward to to talking about that with you. Um, but you know, first and foremost, this these two games, I mean, these two clubs, excuse me. Uh, when you take a look at this matchup uh, and the fact that there are two expansion teams, when you think about expansion, you know, what comes to mind first? Wow. (laughs) That's what comes to mind for me, because as you said, you know, I remember an MLS that was just starting out. I remember an MLS that went through contraction, you know. So for me, this is something special to see uh, a time where we are hitting, you know, uh, you know, teams coming up in in Nashville, having three teams now within Texas. You know, this is this is uh, I don't think if you had asked me 20 years ago, oh, this is what it's going to be like. I don't think I would have believed you. You know, I would have said, uh, do you think that's going to happen? I'd be like, no, nah, man, that no, nah. <laughs> no chance. But now it's fantastic to see it where I do go, wow, where it it, it doesn't. Oh, I should say I, I, I take that back. It, it's still surreal to hear about the, you know, the expansion that has happened over the recent years that is currently happening. Like what we see with Austin FC and, and what is going to happen in the future. You know, that's still still along the way as the league is looking about, OK, how many more places we can go. And and let's not forget. Older teams being bought at, at these exorbitant prices, you know, in my book, you know, when we're talking 400 million and, you know, stuff like that. I, I, can't, I can't get my head around it. You know? <laughs> and when you first heard about Nashville C and, you know, it is. Not obviously Atlanta United came in and really established what MLS wants to be in the South, just as it is across the country. And we've seen uh, their approach to things. And obviously they found success with MLS Cup and, and even been a selling club in a way when, when Amiron has, has gone to the English Premier League. But uh, with Nashville, looking at that year one, you know, going into this year, what was your overall takeaway from Nashville? 
I think, uh, you know, I think it's a success, you know, for, for any, you know, new team and, and organization to have, you know, that type of start, I think is good, especially let's, let's not forget the conditions that everyone was <laughs> operating in, yeah. you know, over the, the previous year. Um, it, it was good. It was very good to see. And it tells me that the strength is there, not just from what we see on the field, but what you're seeing from the organization and how they put things together and how that organization is tied into the community. And I think that's, and that's probably one of the most spectacular things to see is that the community is standing behind uh, the team, you know, so strongly. And, and, and I'm talking about from the ground up, you know, in, in every aspect of it. So it's good. It, it's, it, it reads positive for me, you know, yeah. for Nashville as, as an organization and for the future of soccer, you know, with, within the whole city. And obviously we'll, we'll get into kind of the compare and, and contrast of, of uh, the, the expansion teams and looking at, you know, Nashville and Austin side by side. But, you know, the reality is, is that, you know, we're going into a generation where let's say Austin FC and let's take a look at them first. Uh, Josh Wolf obviously has, has been a part of this landscape and has gone from a former player into now leading, you know, this new franchise that that is is winning, right? I mean, it has gotten a couple of early wins. What's your take uh, as Josh Wolf as as a coach and and the way Austin FC plays soccer? Yeah, I I think it's interesting. You know, um, Josh Wolf has a lot of experience. You know, he he coached under Greg Berhalter. You know, for yeah. quite some time, took some experience there. You know, finally got the opportunity, and I think that's fantastic to see former players stepping up into into these positions mm-hmm. uh, of being um, head coaches. Because not just former players in, in general, but former players within MLS, because it, it's a it. it gives a certain understanding of what the league is all about and where the league came from and what it needs, you know, going forward. I think Josh Wolf and, and how he is planning to play is influenced a lot by Burhalter, where we're seeing a very kind of attacking style where they're willing to take those chances, you know, going forward. And we've seen that over, you know, a few of the games that they're willing to push the numbers forward. It does expose them a little bit, you know, on the backside. And, and I think as a expansion club, you know, they are having a little bit of difficulty of, of dealing with that because it takes time, you know, for players to come to, together as a team when you're talking about, you know, 20 some odd people, you know, coming together for the first time, <laughs> you know, it's not just the start of a new season. This is the start of everything for them. So these, everyone's learning everything. You, you start new seasons, teams are like, yeah, well, this is the other teams have played new seasons, but yeah, but you were together for four or five years before that, you know, this is everyone coming together for the first time. Then you throw in DP players that are coming from overseas and that are still trying to get used to, you know, everything going on here. It makes it a little bit more difficult. So I think it's, there's a lot of influences on the Austin FC and any expansion team to really start to find a way to gel and move forward. And, and I got to say, Austin hasn't done themselves any favors uh, being on the road, you know, and, and playing things. and playing some teams that are that are pretty serious. They've they've already they've already caught both LA teams already, uh, and you know they they don't go home until until June nineteenth, Juneteenth. So uh, that that you know to your point, I mean it's it's a tough Western Conference schedule, and I'm glad you mentioned you know talking about bringing a team together because with Nashville FC, obviously what we saw in 2020 was a team that didn't elect to go the LAFC at Atlanta United route. Uh, they decided to 
make this build this model around MLS veterans like Dax McCarty, who's been in the league since 06, Walker Zimmerman, who is is a rising center back and is on on, on the cusp of becoming one of the more uh, popular selected center backs in the U.S. men's national team. Uh, obviously, Dan Lovitz, but they brought in some some good DPs or some TAM players as well with Randall Leal and Hani Mukhtar. And, but Austin FC has done that as well with Alex Ring and Matt Beasler and have brought in Diego Vigundes. When you take a look at expansion, and specifically with these two clubs as a reference, do you think like MLS clubs that are now expanding St. Louis – uh, and the like that they can see that you don't have to go and spend ample amounts of cash up front like L.A. did and Atlanta did, but still find ways to be competitive through those MLS veteran players and and maybe trinkling and sprinkling in a DP or two. I, I, I personally prefer the example that you just said, where, where it is more of a I, I should say the previous example where it's more of, okay, bring in some of the MLS veterans, you know, and, and put them and look, every team does that. They bring some type of MLS, but I think what, what we're getting at is they put the MLS veterans in the prominent positions yeah. in the positions that really influence, you know, the game. When you're talking about Zimmerman as the center back and McCarty as a center midfield, you're talking about um, you're talking about the spine of your team, yeah. you know, and that, that's probably the most important part to, to create stability. And I think that's probably the, the best way, of going about of, of having a uh, you know everyone bear with me a long term success <laughs> yeah. because I think if you start if you go the process of okay we're just going to bring in all these uh, players from overseas going to spend a ton of money because remember people have to remember the teams that are expansion get a lot of extra money you know to to play around with and to use to bring these players but after like the three or four years that's when that money start that money goes away and then all of a sudden you're like wait a second i have the trap of i have less money i have the trap uh, the bigger trap of some of those players that you did bring in maybe on smaller salaries yeah. are saying well i've been playing all the time now i'm it's time for me to get some of that tam money or some of that you know <laughs> they, so they want more and then you also have your dps that are just like well, I'm a DP. This is what I'm getting. You know, you're not. Yeah. So then you have the problems of just like, okay, and this is where it really comes into managing. How do I deal? And this is when all of a sudden, you know, you'll see like Atlanta is going through it, LAFC going through it. Now they have to move move players out. You know, mm -hmm. you've got to sell players on. You've got to make the trades. And people always wonder, oh, why'd they get rid of that guy? Well, that's part of the reason is because you lose a lot of that initial funding from the league because you are an expansion side. So uh, for me, you know, how Austin's doing it, how Nashville is doing it seems to be something that can really allow you to develop long-term, you know, without having those types of problems crop up. Kobe Jones, analyst for Fox Sports and Fox Soccer. Man, we appreciate you coming on the show and, and the fact that uh, one day you'll get a chance to come into Nashville and actually you know, <laughs> see it in person and, and get that get that Music City experience. But thank Ooh. you for coming on for, for Plugged In. And, and let's say when we talk about hopefully, let's hopefully it will be when Nashville City opens its stadium uh, next year. But Kobe, thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, 
human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.